Hi, I'm Samantha Varner, and this is the She Needs Grit podcast, the show where I dig into how to prioritize profit in your business and build an empire using grit and strategy and doing it in a simple, no BS kind of way. Let's get started. host today. My name is Stephanie Suru. I am the founder and CEO of SheSpace, a female-focused workspace in Houston, Texas. But today we are turning the tables and I am actually interviewing Samantha Farner, the actual host of She Needs Grist podcast. And we started out kind of like her interviewing me and I said, have you ever been interviewed? on your own podcast. And she said, no. And I said, like, the day has come. Here we go. So Samantha, let's start out by telling everyone a little bit, probably what they've been dying to know about you. Tell us a little bit first about you, and then we will talk about your business. And then we will talk about your podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on uh, my podcast today, Stephanie. That's you fantastic. Are- okay. So a little bit about me. Let's start with some of the basic facts. So I've got four kids who are in this moment, 14, 12, 10, and nine as of last week. So that is one girl and three boys. I spend an extraordinary amount of time in my dirty minivan driving these children to all of their things. I'm basically like mom Uber is uh, the job in these middle parenting years. And I am Canadian. So I think that's something that some people know. And as you always say, listen for the vowels because Mm -hmm. it shows up. It shows up every once in a while. Um, I grew up in the Rocky Mountains in Alberta. So I grew up in not the weather that we have here in Houston, but instead far more winter, far more snow all of that. And through some trials and tribulations, um, I am now a profit coach, but that is not what I started out as. So that's, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of things. So yes, you were born and raised in Canada. You have landed in Houston, Texas, but by way of where, where did you just come? (laughs) So we lived, uh, continent hopping. Yes, continent country. Um, We lived in Australia. So my husband is oil and gas. Um, I I always talk about the kids and forget him. That's not great. Okay, so he's existed for, gosh, we've known each other since we were in ninth grade. So that's American version of freshmen. Um, And we started dating the summer of grade 11 and literally have been together ever since, which is, you know, a lot of years, a lot of years now. Well, I have never met him, but I absolutely adore you, adore you. So <laughs> one lucky, lucky man. Um, so yes, so Samantha is well-rounded, well, well-versed and very worldly. So he <laughs> brings multiple continents knowledge to, to the table. So now, so yes, by trial and tribulation, you have ended up a profit coach, mm-hmm. which is just, an interesting name in itself. So tell us a little bit about that and how you ended up there. Okay. 
So I began my career um, in marketing communications and public relations is where I thought I was going to spend all the rest of my working years. And I worked for an agency in Alberta, and it kind of collapsed while I was a very young person in my career. I needed a job, and I had a cousin who worked in personal finance. And he said to me, hey, I'll hire you. And I said, okay, perfect, because I need a job. So I tripped from PR into sales and into finance. And I spent then the next, I don't know how long it would have been, eight, some years, some number of years, um, doing personal finance. So doing estate planning, doing financial planning, working with individuals and business owners on their money. So helping them either build wealth, or create security, all that sort of thing. And when Mike got his job in Australia, I went with him with our two little kids and a baby on the way that we found out that day. Good old James. <laughs> he was our, you know, world traveler before he was even, however, 16 weeks old. And we moved to Australia with two little kids and a baby on the way, and me thinking I would go back to work in Australia doing the same thing. So I requalified, got all of my licensing, all of the qualifications I needed to work in that same industry in Australia, only to have another baby and have Mike come home and say to me, what do you think about Houston? And I, I said, Houston, Houston, Texas, USA, what? And he's like, yep, they've got an office here. They want somebody in there. Are we interested? And at that point, of course, Australia was a phenomenal experience. But the the downside to Australia for us was that all of our family was in North America. And a 30-hour flight mm. is a long ways to go for family support with a little family. And time zones being a pain in the butt to keep in contact with people. So for us, Houston's four hours flight from Calgary. And an hour difference time zone, which was very, very appealing at that point. But it meant that my Canadian qualifications and my Australian qualifications were 100% useless in the USA. Of course. Of course. Of course. So when I got here, I decided what I would do, and this was a little while, like Harrison was an eight-week-old baby, so I didn't decide anything immediately other than just survive. But what I eventually came to was I always wanted to have my own business in financial planning. It's very much like you're kind of pseudo self-employed. And I thought, well, what can I do that doesn't require me to keep getting all this training only to then have Mike decide we move to Norway or some other country where then again, I'm requalifying and financial coaching is where I landed originally. So I was helping individuals with their money from a very high level strategy and budgeting and just working your personal finances in a way that puts you in a better position to create wealth. So that was where I started. And what happened was almost everybody that showed up on my doorstep or online was a business owner. And it became very clear that a business owner can just make more money as opposed to having to, I mean, you still have to be aware of your personal finances, of course, but I can teach you how to make more money in your business, which of course is going to impact that bottom line at home. And so that's where I pivoted into 
profit coaching for business owners as opposed to money coaching for individuals. And that's where we are now. But they do go hand in hand, or at least the knowledge base goes hand in hand. Do, do they not? And so yeah. sometimes a small business owner, particularly when you own your own business, personal and pro- the lines mm-hmm. and professional get very, very blurred, even when you've been doing it a while. Um, it, it, you know, it's definitely hard to separate, but the knowledge base definitely contributes to 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 both, you know, for a um for a successful life on both sides. So um, I will say this. So I'm just going to say that SheSpace is full of um, small business owners, solopreneurs, women-owned businesses, women-led businesses. And the variety here, and I always say we are industry agnostic, but that's to give you the visual where we have everyone in here from an opera singer to a veterinarian and we're all running businesses. So the one common thread, the one denominator we all have in common is Samantha. (laughs) On anyone, again, opera singer to veterinarian and everyone in between Samantha can help everyone. So to, to be, uh, to be successful and to keep your small business running, you must turn a profit. And that's what she helps you do. And she does it in such a fun and endearing and just no nonsense way, which is another reason I just love. And she just smiles and laughs all the time. She just wants, I know this isn't a Samantha commercial, but it is right now. I like, uh, I like a Samantha commercial every once in a while. That sounds good. At the infomercial. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about the name of the podcast. Uh, when I first met Samantha, it was the name of the podcast that really said, okay, I have got to meet this woman because she needs grit. Grit is my favorite word. Everyone I know inside here and the people I'm attracted to outside of here are all just, you know, they're, they're gritty people. They've got the tenacity and that, that old saying, it, whenever you fall down, you have to like bounce back up. And, and that is grit to me. So tell me where the name came from and what that word means to you. Yeah, it's it's interesting to reflect on that. I think um, I, I love the word as well. I think it's so critical to business owner success is being gritty and being willing to keep at it. But For me, I grew up with a dad who had his own business. It was in construction and I learned, I learned a lot of things from him, how to pour concrete, how to do tie wire, how to wear steel toe boots in the winter in Alberta. I do not recommend that. But what I do think is there is, there is that grittiness factor to the introduction to entrepreneurship that I had, right? So it was kind of a get your hands dirty, get in there, get it done. And that is how I look at pretty much everything in my life is there is nothing I can't actually accomplish. And I feel absolutely confident in saying that to every one of my clients or potential clients, that if you stick it out for long enough, and don't get beat down by the days that are hard and the things that are hard and you continue just slogging through and it doesn't always have to be a painful slog, but nevertheless, the work has to be done. If you kind of take that attitude of, well, I can absolutely do this. I I will stick with this until it works. Success is born, right? Mm. So for me, 
that's the message is I want more women to understand and have faith in their ability to create success and to create wealth in their lives by being badass business owners. That is exactly um, our mission statement as well. It, you know, these things are not handed to you. You have to work hard. You have to earn them. But the success is oh so sweet when you just stick with it. I mean, you do have to make good decisions. You do. And Samantha, yeah, Samantha comes in. Um, this is um, running business is not a place for the um, for the foolish, shall mm -hmm. we say. Foolish or not do well here. Foolish or shall we even say lazy? But um, so I I get asked this question very frequently. I get asked two questions very frequently. Um, one of them I do not like, so I'm not going to ask the other one I really <laughs> do like. Um, what would you tell someone getting ready to start their own business? What's the number? No, don't even say number one, because I was like, I can't say number one. What are like the top three things you would tell a business owner on their way to, it doesn't have to be new either, like a business owner. What are the top three things that you have learned that you think will assist them? Okay. The number one thing, we'll start with the number one and we'll go to number two and number three, but the number one thing is you need to invest in what you don't know or where you're not good at. So whether that is, delegating to and outsourcing some of the financial stuff, whether it's your bookkeeping or your accounting, whether that is hiring somebody like me who will come in and help you come up with what your strategic plan is, why you're struggling so hard to actually follow through on the actions you know you need to do. Um, there is an impression sometimes, and this is more so on, I think, online businesses versus, say, a bricks and mortar, but there isn't underestimation of the investment required. So even if you're an online business, you need to still invest in the development of that business. If you were a restaurateur, you're outlaying a whole lot of capital to get your business off the ground before you've even sold a hamburger, right? And I think we sometimes as small business owners want to do things on the cheap. We want to do it on the down low. We want to DIY everything. And there's a lot of value in a lot of places where that makes perfect sense. But there's also the need to invest in where your skill set isn't. So the part that you don't know how to do or that you're not super experienced in, the faster you get help in that area, the faster you will grow and be more profitable. And I think people forget that piece or they sidestep it. So I think that's number one. Okay. Agree. Number it, two. Oh, no, go ahead. But no, but I do think, I think people sometimes don't know what they don't know. Um, and the other thing I just want to add to that. So, so get help. The other thing mm -hmm. I want to get help in the areas that you, I mean, I have to say, I get help in the areas I don't like, because if I don't like mm -hmm. it, like, like, like the bookkeeping accounting thing, I don't like doing that. And so I am not going to give it the attention it deserves, but I know it needs the attention. So mm -hmm. that where I would all, that's, that would be where I would slide some dollars over. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the stuff that we don't like. It's the yeah. stuff that we are not super good at, right? Mm -hmm. For whatever reason. And we're not inclined to learn, right? right? And it's okay. It's absolutely yeah. okay to say, I don't need to know how to do all the things. I just need to know they need to be done and do them right? Or get them done. So I think that's key. I think the other thing is making a decision on 
how your business is there to create the life that you want. So instead of coming at it from, I want to earn this much money, I want to create this much wealth, I want it to come from, how can I build a business where I'm going to support the life that I want? That life is why we're working so hard. That life is what keeps you going when it does seem hard. And if we forget about that piece and we find ourselves working 80, 90, 100 hours a week and we're struggling, then we've failed because I think we don't start our own businesses because we want less time and less money. And yet a lot of business owners trip into that place of working more than they did in a corporate job and making less money than they did in a corporate job, especially if you divide it by the hours that you're putting in, it becomes alarming. And so really nailing into why am I doing this? What is this meant to create for me in my life? I want more time with my kids. I want more time with my spouse. I want to travel. I want flexibility. You might not get that day one, but if you're always aiming for that as the goal, it helps keep you focused as to why you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's critical. The other thing is a huge portion of the clients I have I talk a lot about the money side and the money side isn't nearly as fun as the promotion side and the marketing side and all those things. And we talk about that as well, but you have to get comfortable with your numbers. You have to be aware of what money you have coming in, what money you have going out, why you have those expenses and that they're creating return on investment for you in some way. So getting that comfort level with your finances as a business owner is critical. And if you don't have that, finding somebody who can talk to you about it in a way that makes sense, is approachable, that you feel like you can ask questions no matter how confident you feel when it comes to the math thing, because that hinders a lot of people from looking at their numbers or understanding them. And it's not too complicated. It's easy if you find the right person who will take the time to go through it with you. So that's the other piece is don't ignore those numbers. Stop being an ostrich about what that looks like. And I really do hate to say it, but I am around you know dozens and dozens of women every day. And I do think it's a, a, um, a common problem that women face. And it's not that we don't have the intelligence. That is not it. I think I think we lack the confidence in the money talk. Um, I think we're uncomfortable bringing up topics or even asking questions when we we know what we want to know. I mean, we know what we need to ask, but we don't know how to ask it. And so I think the more you get comfortable with someone like you, Samantha, um, it's an educational journey, mm-hmm. but head in the sand is not going to solve the problem. So the more, and this affects everything, does it not, Samantha? It, it affects, I mean, knowing your numbers, it affects it, bargaining and negotiating and um, you have to know the numbers. You have to know the numbers. If you're if you're not going to know the numbers, don't have your own business. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Because I I hear, and it is it is more a woman problem than a man problem, um, and and that is something I like. That's my mission is to change that to have women understand the level of power that you get by knowing your numbers by the the creation of a, of a business that's making profit, that's like really turning a profit and growing that profit regularly creates massive level opportunity. 
all over the place. And it's okay to be uncomfortable and unsure and feel a bit dumb. It's okay. There is there is no shame in that. There's just, and again, shame's a terrible word, but there's no shame in that. And if you have shame around that, part of it's society. Part of it is we've relinquished some of that control a little bit in our lives or that's been modeled to us. So it's okay. But it is also, you know, as a business owner, you step forward and say like, okay, as of today, I'm a business owner that knows my numbers and I'm going to figure out how to do that. And I'm going to ask for help all over the place until I get it. Yeah. So don't perpetuate the problem. Learn your, learn your numbers, talk about your numbers. And for all of you out there that actually have um, young daughters or daughters, it, th this needs to start when they're very, very young. Mm -hmm. you can, there's a lot of apps out there. You can do ki the, the kid vesters and things like that. It can start very young. And by the time that they are ready to own their own, own businesses, they will not be facing these problems. I think a lot of it is society and I think a lot of it is generational, but we are working on that. And with people like Samantha out there, we will overcome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All of these. Um, I think one of the coolest things was I did a, the speaking event at SheSpace not that long ago and Day Smith mm -hmm. brought her daughter who was, you know, she's little, she's just three I think she's three. She might be four. She would be offended that I don't know that um, because three-year-olds and four-year-olds really want you to know how old they are. But she is there absorbing that material and seeing her mom be in that room, learning about growing her business. That's the kind of modeling that makes such an impact. So it was very cool to have such a young little audience member in there the other day. Yes, I love that. So, and, 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 Mothers, let your daughter see you working and let your daughter see you doing all this. So, Samantha, is there something else that you would like to add to our listeners? I think just um, hmm, one of the things I think, Stephanie, that I have watched you do and learned from you and kind of emulate, right, is the idea of I believe so strongly in networking, right? In building your, your base of people around you in all areas. And I think that if you're sitting there and you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a group of people, and maybe that's people that are like me that can coach you. Maybe it's people that can just cheer you on. Maybe it's people that just have the experience and the expertise a little bit farther down the road from where you are. Mm -hmm. I really recommend finding a place right? And obviously, if you are in Houston, then that place is she space coming there and being surrounded by these women and checking things out is really critical. But I think no matter where you're sitting, where you're living, if you don't have a group of women that are supporting you in your business journey, then you need to either find it or make it right. Because we do this better as a group, right? Mm. We do this better as a collection. So I just recommend so strongly to Find your people and and lean on them and be vulnerable and be open with the things that work really well and the things that are going terribly so mm -hmm. that you can get the help and people can support you in the way that you need. Well, the, you definitely can go further faster with the group behind you. You know, they can push, they can pull, um, they can hold you up on the days that you need need holding up. And it's not just emotional support. The 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 different perspectives and the 
the wealth of information that you gather from a large group of people, you couldn't live long enough to, to get to learn all of that. So it's, it's crazy not to wherever you are. And if you don't have a group, put a group together. I'm a builder, so I love collecting um, people and putting them together. I'm a builder. I'm a connector. And I encourage you out there to do the same and to, to be the same and your world will um, just be all the more wealthy for that. And Samantha, I imagine in all your travels and you're moving about your ability to do this and do it so skillfully um, has, has come to, um, it's kept you from having a lot of lonely days is my guess. <laughs> yep, that extroverted self, you know, I'm definitely... Yep extroverted mm -hmm. but i do think mm -hmm. moving countries is no joke right so it did oh. force me to go seeking my people sometimes in a little bit of a stalkery type way when i was first in australia and stuck at home with uh two little kids and a baby on the way um i did put myself out there i did take a lot of just willingness to look a little foolish goes a long way right mm -hmm. people embrace that and want to help you whether you know, whatever stage you're at. And so I know that now I pay that forward big time, right? If I meet somebody and there's a way I can connect them or a way that I can help them in whatever they're doing, I'm there. That is so critical to what I, what I do as a business owner, but what I just do as a human. I do want to throw this in there because you are definitely a, a shining beacon of for extroverts. I, on the other hand, I am not only an introvert, but believe it or not, I am very shy. So for those sitting, listening to this or going, oh my gosh, I just can't do it. I just can't get out there. You can. There's different ways of doing it. And I do think introverts or introverts and shy people, we tend to think that we're not as good as the outgoing extroverts that kind of change the climate of a room when they walk in. I would definitely disagree with that. Um, I would say we're excellent listeners and what we excel at are one-on-one -on -one conversations, just like what we're having here. Um, and I have an enormous network of people and it's not because I can waltz into a group of a hundred people and be super happy because I am super not <laughs> I outside, but I just find one person and talk to the one person and, and have a, a lovely conversation. So you can do it. I have done it and are shocked when they hear that I am a shy introvert, because being shy and being an introvert are not the same thing, but when you're both, it's like a double doozy. So anyway, there is definitely hope for everyone out there. Yeah, That's I agree with that. That's so critical to acknowledge is you don't have to do it the same way as anybody else, right? Do it your way. Whatever your way is. Yeah, yeah, and show up in that way. And that's all you need to do. That is literally all you need to do is just put the effort towards whatever whatever way you shine or that you know you can contribute, doing that over and over again, just intentional, right? It becomes just about intentional action and that will create results no matter what that action looks like. It does take practice. I mean, there are a few people that can master it right out of the box, but I mean, I'm still, I am still perfecting my social skills and look at me now. I am actually hosting and interviewing the fabulous Samantha Varner. So look, there's <laughs> if anybody can do this. So, um, well, you are so wonderful and everyone out there, I wish I could all see you and say hi in person. Um, but keep listening to this most amazing woman. And I hope to, 
um, meet some of you in person someday. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate this so, so much for you kind of interviewing me. It's nice to be on the flip side of the mic. So I appreciate that. Thank you. You are so welcome. Okay, everybody, that's it for this week. I will make sure to connect um, any of the information that we shared today uh, in the show notes so you can track down SheSpace, you can track down Stephanie, and anything else that we mentioned. I will put some pictures of beaches in Australia even for you. But otherwise, we'll see you next week.